A question back to us like last Sunday. Do you remember the message? Not of last Sunday. The previous week. Spiritual blindness. Complete blindness. Partial blindness. Color blindness. Night blindness. Yes. Amen. Then we talked about how with blindness setting in, we can actually uh, be losing out on our relationship with God. And it is that which actually brings in such blindness. We talked about it uh, last Sunday, about how uh, Jesus is assessing seven churches, which is a representation of the churches at large. And we saw how he's generated a progress report, an appraisal of the seven churches. And we found some of them doing extremely well. Many of them had good sides to them, but there were also things that the Lord was not uh, pleased about and he calls them to repentance. Uh, Seven, uh, out of the seven, about five of them uh, needed some area where they needed change. And out of that five, three of them had matters of their relationship with God, dealt with their relationship with God. So we see that everything simply boils down to that. Um, How are we doing? If we can be talking about how are we doing? We are talking about um, are we preparing ourselves to finish well? It's not so important as to how we begin. Many of us have a great start, very excited start, a very passionate start, a start in our relationship with God in such a way where it is full of uh, vibrancy and fire, full of uh, dynamic energy into it and uh, excitement and joy. But over a period of time, we begin to lose out on that joy. And then we see ourselves moving into a level of complacency. That's where you find the church at Laodicea, um, where they were neither warm, uh, hot nor cold, they were lukewarm. And then you find that the Lord is uh, constantly talking to different churches, calling them into repentance, calling them into a turnaround and calling them into a a devotion back to God once again. And uh, we're going to be looking at something very much in the similar lines, uh, but into a little more deeper examination of ourselves and to setting the course right this morning. Amen. Are we ready for that? Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 15 and verses 1 through 8. Ezekiel chapter 15 and verses 1 to 8. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, how is the wood of a vine different from that of a branch from any of the trees in the forest? Is wood ever taken from it to make anything useful? Do they make pegs from it to hang things on? And after it is thrown on the fire as fuel and the fire burns both ends and chars the middle, is it then useful for anything? If it was not useful for anything, then when it was whole, how much less can it be made into something useful when the fire has burned it and it is charged and it is charred? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, as I have given the wood of the wine among the trees of the forest as fuel for the fire, 
so will I treat the people living in Jerusalem. I will set my face against them, although they have come out of the fire. The fire will yet consume them, and when I set my face against them, you will know that I am the Lord. I will make the land desolate because they have been unfaithful, declares the sovereign Lord. To title this morning's message, I call it the speciality of the uncommon. The speciality of the uncommon. There's nothing special about what is common. But there's something uniquely special, spectacular about the uncommon. And that's why more and more you find people looking for things that are custom made. Custom built. Oh, this is a custom built, custom built Rolls Royce. <laughs> Which means it is, you know, specifically made to order for that person's expectation, requirement and so unique that there is no other piece like that anywhere in the world. That makes it very unique. Designers, designer wear, talking about designer wear, that's the order of the day today, isn't it? And we want to go to a boutique because we don't want to be having anything that everybody else on the street is wearing. Sometimes you find the same colors, the same patterns, a whole row, a whole section, various different sizes, multiple uh, numbers of them. And then you find suddenly that probably uh, some factory, uh, it's a factory worker's uniform. And then you're walking on the street and you find, oh my, <laughs> people are going to think that I'm also one of the workers in this place. And so we're looking for an exclusive color in an exclusive place, type. Maybe I'm giving you ideas how to go shopping for Christmas. But of course it'll need a big pocket as well. Why? Because we want to stand out of the crowd, because we want to look good, we want to have something exclusive, we want to have something unique. And that uh, makes it very spectacular and that's why you have all of the actors and all of them in the uh, media world and all of them have special designers for themselves because they want to have something beautiful and exclusive that nobody else has ever worn, nobody else has ever bought something like that. And that's something, anything uncommon becomes very special. And God is comparing between one a kind of a tree with every other tree in the forest. The word of the Lord came to me and he's speaking to Ezekiel and saying to the people of Israel, Son of man, how is the wood of, the, of a vine different from that of a branch of any of the trees in the forest? Contrasting with all of the trees. All of the trees have wood. Wood is a very common material. You call anything you call tree has wood. But there's something different about the wood of the vine and all the wood of the forest. Is wood, wood ever taken from it to make anything useful? Talking about the wood of the vine. Do they make pegs from it to hang things on? It's a very twisted. Have you seen the vineyards and no, we don't get to see vineyards here in Chennai or anywhere around this area. But if you probably would have looked at it uh, you know, either in your travel or on a picture or somewhere, you find that 
the wood is really twisted right in all kinds of angles it goes more like a creeper and then the fruit uh, drops down the grapes and so the lord is asking do they make pegs from it to hang things on it it's not a strong wood it's you don't make windows and doors you don't make roofs and floors out of you don't make furniture out of uh, the wood of the vine it's really not useful for anything except for the grapes that come out of it the fruit and after it is thrown in the fire as fuel and the fire burns both ends and chars the middle is it then useful for anything while it was still not useful when it was a when it was whole how much less or useless it is going to be when the fire is burned up the wood and charred it and so therefore the sovereign lord is saying talking about the wood of the vine comparing the wood of the vine to the people of israel and he's talking about them and he says as i have given the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest as fuel for the fire so will i treat the people living in jerusalem wow is he going to hand them over to the fire yes it did happen right when the people of israel sinned against god when they followed the practices of the neighboring nations when they displeased him when they were unholy when they did practices that were sinful when there was no faithfulness when there was no justice and righteousness practiced in the nation what happened is god handed them over to the enemy nations and literally the city was burned literally the walls were broken literally the lives of the people who were shattered they were all scattered and you see this is a comparison that the lord is making between the wood of the vine and the rest of the trees the wood of the trees of the forest and i'm in the careful study of this passage i find that there are few things that we can learn and apply to our lives looking at the first couple of verses The word of the Lord came to me son of man how is the wood of the vine different from that of a branch from any of the trees in the forest is wood ever taken from it to make anything useful do they make pegs from it to hang things on basically what i find the lord is saying that the wood of the vine is an exceptional type it's a unique one and uh, the wood of the vine has no other purpose but there's one purpose but that is to bear fruit and if otherwise it is just good enough to be burnt up even a peg cannot be made out of it it's soft it is crooked it is brittle um, you know even to use wood as toothpick you need some strong wood isn't it and any other tree um even if it doesn't bear fruit it can be used for some other purpose the wood can be used because it has strength because it has some uh, density into it you know here the vine represents israel and he's talking about the israel the people of israel if you look at isaiah chapter 5 and verse 7 The Bible says the vineyard of the Lord Almighty is a nation of Israel and the people of Judah are the vines he delighted in 
and he looked for justice but saw bloodshed for righteousness but heard cries of distress clearly the lord is saying the vineyard of the lord is the nation of israel and the people of judah are the vines he delighted in but when he was looking for some good fruit while jesus is um uh, john the baptist is preaching to the people of israel he says uh, produce fruit in keeping with repentance produce fruit in keeping with repentance repentance is something that will trigger out good fruit it will cause good fruit to come out you see how wonderfully it ties in with what we've been talking about beginning from the last couple of weeks in god is looking for fruit one of the good evidences of a healthy um tree a healthy healthy plant is that it produces good fruit if it's receiving good sunlight it's receiving good water good nourishment good minerals and nutrients from the soil if it's receiving everything that it needs and if it's healthy and whole it will be seen in its fruit it will bear good fruit a bad tree bears bad fruit and good tree bears good fruit the lord says and by their fruit you will know them the fruit what comes out as a result of repentance a transformed life is something that is a good fruit a life that is constantly being transformed through repentance is good fruit and the lord is looking for a fruit from the vine and this vine is made for no other purpose there's an exceptional purpose why this vine is made for and that is to produce good fruit well every other tree in the forest can produce um, many other things it can be used for many purposes it can be used as cut down as logs and can be chiseled out and shaped made into all kinds of things for all kinds of purposes but there's one singular purpose why the wood of the vine is made for and that is just for fruit bearing israel is a vine it was meant to bear fruit but unfortunately israel failed to bear good fruit the lord expected fruit from israel from his people his people and uh, here you find it is compared to the exceptional character of the vine where that's the same way the lord has made us as well for one central purpose for one exceptional purpose that is to bear good fruit this fruit will be eaten as fruit itself or it will be crushed and made into wine for consumption but everything comes down to that fruit alone and once this exceptional quality or purpose of the wine fails it fails the whole purpose of its existence itself if it's not bearing fruit there is no reason why this plant should be there it simply can be uprooted and thrown away and burned in the fire and so the lord has created us made us for one singular purpose one central purpose that is to bear fruit in our lives to have good fruit to have good outcomes in our lives when the lord called abraham he said i will bless you and i will make you into a blessing i will make your name great and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you 
and abraham then becomes a nation that is the same call that he had upon the whole nation itself in exodus chapter 19 and verse 6 you find the lord is saying that i have called you to be a kingdom of priests for the nations the nations will know who god is through his people israel and for which purpose he is looking for this fruit and this is one central purpose exceptional quality with which he has made the vine it fa- if it fails the purpose if it fails to fulfill that purpose it fails in its whole existence itself it's simply no use in existing it is as good as dead while it is still alive while it still stands as a plant it still has no other purpose why god has made this that's scripture for us this morning to introspect into our own lives and see am i bearing good fruit am i bearing fruit that produces that comes out of repentance which is a transformed life am i seeing transformation happening in my life am i seeing change am i seeing growth within me am i becoming more christ like we all have weaknesses we all have struggles we are in the flesh we battle with sin we battle with our own human um, natures that are sinful and as the apostle paul said what i want to do i am unable to do and what i do not want to do i end up doing and so there is the battle between the flesh and the spirit the sinful nature and what the holy spirit is convicting us of and what the word of god expects for us to do and the way god wants us to live there is a constant battle going on but are we seeing victories in those battles and if we are seeing victories in those battles we are producing fruit in keeping with repentance are people able to identify about our lives and say he used to be that way he is no more that way anymore i used to be that but i am not this that anymore i've moved into another way of life i've moved into another way of thinking i've moved into another way of relationships are we seeing transformation in our in our own lives are we able to testify about it are we able to bear witness is our spirit bearing witness with our own selves about a transformation that's happening within us are our spouses testifying about it are our children testifying about it are our parents testifying about it are our brothers and sisters testifying about it and i believe when there is a transformation it will show up because the word the greek word is metaphor fitzo metaphor fitzo which lends to the english word metamorphosis what becomes a butterfly huh that's the process of metamorphosis change you see in there's another reptile that changes its skin color yes metamorphosis there's a change it adapts to the environment 
and so are we adapting to the world environment or are we adapting to Christ's environment which is having greater influence on us to bring change and if there is good significant change that we are seeing in our own lives we are producing good fruit and there is the fruit that is visible fruit will be visible fruit can be consumed and so we need a realization this morning of our uniqueness or our purpose that you and i have been created with an exceptional purpose you and i are no common persons simple ordinary people we might look like but you and i are exceptional in the sight of god where he is expecting for fruit from our lives he is looking for transformation in our lives that will come out of repentance we need to i'm not talking about having a sense of self condemnation and lack of self worth i'm not calling us into a sense of guilt and pulling up or digging out some of the buried things of our lives and bring those past guilt and shame on ourselves again and again i'm not calling us for that but what has been dealt with thank god it is dealt with what has been forgiven it is forgiven hallelujah you don't have to live with that guilt and shame anymore because the lord has delivered us as it says in romans chapter 8 and verse 1 there is now no condemnation for those who belong to christ jesus who not walk not after the flesh but after the spirit but while we walk in the spirit you come down in that same chapter in romans chapter 8 you find that as we are step in step with the spirit he gives us a grace to put to death the misdeeds of the body and that is where the lord is calling us into a a posture of repentance having a repentful heart and willingness to repent instantaneously to be conscious of the fact that god wants me to produce good fruit and here i am on this journey of repentance and i am on this journey of uh, transformation that happens by the renewal of our minds as we read in romans chapter 12 verses 1 to 2 the lord wants us to be renewed in our minds of your bodies is a living sacrifice holy and acceptable which is a reasonable service unto the lord which is reasonable worship unto him true worship is offering ourselves as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto him and so this is what the lord is expecting which happens through the renewal of our minds and so i want us to see that we are not like the rest of the wood of the forest which can be cut down even if it doesn't bear fruit can be used for any other purpose any and every purpose but here there is a singular call a purpose that the lord has in where he is looking from the fruit of the vine the wood of the vine to produce that fruit we need a realization of our uniqueness and our purpose the fruit that you and i are called to bear and the uniqueness of the purpose of god for us must be lived out as it we will be cut down the lord talks about cutting down and pruning in john chapter 15 the first couple of verses you are not like everyone else you are a god called man and a woman you are a god called person 
called for his purpose to be unique you are an exceptional person called to live the life that god has called us to you are not like to like to called to be like the, like everyone else you stand out for his purpose you've not been made like the rest of the trees of the forest of the, the wood of the vine is exceptional and the same way you are exceptional person called by god as israel was called to be exceptional among the nations as israel was called to be unique among the nations you are called to be unique you are called to be exceptional you are called to bear fruit you are called to live out that central purpose that god has created for you to produce fruit in keeping with repentance to experience a transformed life would it be a joy to hear your husband say to someone my wife is beginning to change wouldn't it be a joy for your wife to tell someone else my husband is beginning to change i am seeing significant change 2017 has been the year of change for us november 2017 has been the month of change for us wouldn't it be a joy to finish this year by saying we have been beginning to fulfill that purpose we've been seeing good fruit coming out of our lives hallelujah as a family can we say we've been seeing good fruit coming out of our lives we've been see, we are seeing changes in everybody's life as you observe each one's life your husband your wife your children your parents can we say that we are beginning to say the uniqueness of why we've been created beginning to be lived out in our family wouldn't it be a joy if we are able to testify that hallelujah amen how many of us want to have that joy of testifying that the end of this year amen hallelujah praise the lord to say with all of our hearts sincerely honestly that we are seeing transformation happening in our home in other words we can say our homes are becoming more healthier hallelujah we are more loving to one another we are more praying for one another we are more caring for one another we are more helping each other amen praise the lord your home can be a very healthy home your home can be like heaven on earth we have the choice to make to make it hell on earth or heaven on earth and everybody needs to contribute to making our homes a healthy home and this wood of the vine will be called a healthy tree if it's bearing good fruit but if it's not bearing fruit it is just good enough to be cut down and thrown into the fire and so i pray this morning that you and i will live out such exceptional lives unique lives and realize the uniqueness of our being uniqueness of who we are as the wood of the vine is unique among the trees of the forest and secondly i find there's an expectation that god has as we've been kind of touching on it as well we first talked about the exceptional quality of the wood of the vine and secondly the except, the expectation of god look at verse number 
or even from verse number 4 and after it is thrown on the fire as fuel and the fire burns both ends and charges the middle is it then useful for anything if it was not useful for anything when it was the whole was whole how much less can it be made into something useful when the fire has burned it and it is charred Therefore this is what the sovereign lord says as i have given the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest as fuel for the fire so will i treat the people living in jerusalem i will set my face against them although they have come out of the fire the fire will yet consume them and when i set my face against them you will know that i am the lord i will make the land desolate because they have been unfaithful declares the sovereign lord he is having an expectation is the reason why he created the wood of the vine is not to be burnt up not to be charred and once it is burned and charred it is simply useful for nothing but he wants it to be useful if he is disturbed he is troubled he is heartbroken that the vine that he made to bear good fruit has now become completely useless is expecting usefulness that is the doing that is the acts of good works that is what comes out of our lives the outcomes of our lives it must bear fruit if not it is just good enough to be burnt out Ezekiel uh, sorry Jeremiah chapter 13 and let's read verses 1 to 11 Jeremiah chapter 13 verses 1 to 11 This is God's expectation that you see in very similar a similar theme here as well Jeremiah 13 verses 1 to 11 This is what the Lord said to me go and buy a linen belt and put it around your waist but do not let it touch water So I bought a belt as the Lord directed and put it around my waist Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time take the belt you bought and uh, and a wearing around your waist and go now to Perath and hide it there in a crevice in the rocks so i went and hid it at Perath as the lord told me many days later the lord said to me go now to Perath and get the belt i told you to hide there so i went to Perath and dug up the belt and took from took it from the place where it had been hidden but now it was ruined and completely useless And the word of the Lord came to me this is what the Lord says in the same way I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem these wicked people who refuse to listen to my words who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them will be like this belt completely useless for as the belt is bound around the waist so I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me declares the lord to be my people for my renown and praise and honor for they have not listened he expected them and he when he had an expectation he meant for them to be useful but they have become useless like this belt that was taken and buried in a crevice of the rock and then after it was dug out after a while it is completely rotten and ruined it's become useless good for nothing but he goes on to compare that belt to the people of israel look at the imagery there he had strapped the people of israel in verse 11 for as a belt is bound around the waist to put it in very simple indian 
context. It's like lungi wrapping around the waist. It has to be held tight. It's like the belt wrapping around the waist. I bound myself, all, all the people, I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my renown and for my praise and honor, but they have not listened. This is where they've become useless because they are no more bound to him and so they've become useless. The belt is meant to be wrapped around the waist. That is the usefulness, that is the purpose of the belt. And that's how the people of Israel were wrapped around. He held them, he bound them to himself. But then now they have gone away from him. And because of that, they've become useless. You see, this is the point. There's a purpose. There's an expectation from God. There's a unique purpose that God has and this expectation is that they will be there to bring glory to his name. That they will live for his honor, that they will make him known for his renown. To be my people, to be his own and then for my renown. You see in verse 11, to be my people, to be his own and then for his renown. For to make him known. To know him and to make him known. Hallelujah. So that the praise and honor and the glory will go to him. That he will look big in the eyes of people. That people will see our good works and glorify the father in heaven. Hallelujah. Let your light shine before men. That they may see your good works and glorify the father in heaven. To know him. To be bound to him is his expectation. And then by being bound to him, he will, we will make him known. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. While we are in a very close, intimate relationship with him. And when we are experiencing this internal transformation in our own lives and beginning to bear fruit that comes out of repentance. We are bound to him. We come to know him more and more. And in this process, we are also making him known. He makes us very useful. Hallelujah. How many of us want to be used by God? Amen. Hallelujah. You want to be used by God. You bind yourself to him. You allow him to bind you to himself like a belt that is wrapped around the waist. And then you see you will naturally become useful. Hallelujah. The fruit will naturally come out while the tree is planted in the ground and it's receiving its nutrients and it's receiving it, the water, it's receiving the sunlight, it's receiving all that it needs for it to be healthy and grow. What happens is naturally it produces good fruit. Hallelujah. We all desire to do many things for God. We all desire to make God known to the people around us. We all desire for God to use us with signs and wonders and miracles through us. We all want to help take the gospel to people and help people know Jesus. But how can we do that? Well, we bind ourselves to him. 
like a belt that is bound around his waist we bind ourselves to him and then you will see the usefulness naturally comes out we were meant to be useful but the people of israel became useless in jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 13 also we read you have other broken cisterns since you are doing that you have to be burned to fire my people have committed two sins jeremiah 2:13 my people have committed two sins they have forsaken me the spring of living water and have dug their own cisterns broken cisterns that cannot hold water they've dug their own cisterns they've they've got their own means and ways of drawing strength and energy and life and resources for themselves instead of completely living a life dependent on god god wants us to just trust him love him be dependent on him not draw our own cisterns and our own cisterns will become broken we try to dig our own wells and we try to draw resources for ourselves they will fail us but when we have god as our source when we are dependent on the waters the living waters the spring of living water that he is able to give us and we can draw from him and while we are willing to draw from him every uh, for everything concerning our lives we begin to become completely dependent on him hallelujah god is calling us to a closer relationship with him while we get back into this love relationship with the lord in a very deep intimate way while we become completely dependent on him while we live with the posture of repentance while we you know completely bind ourselves to him as he wrapped israel and judah around his waist you will begin to see usefulness you will see dryness go away you will see emptiness go away you will see frustration go away you will see depression go away you will see tormenting thoughts leave you hallelujah hallelujah you will become useful useful god has called every one of us to produce fruit he is expecting fruit and the one who expects fruit knows how to bring forth that fruit but how he will make it happen we cannot draw our own cisterns and make ourselves fruitful this is the fruit that god desired from israel he wanted them to glorify his name in isaiah chapter 43 and verse 7 we read everyone who is called by my name whom i created for my glory whom i formed and made everyone has been created for his glory he created us for his glory to glorify him Isaiah 43:7 they ought to have brought glory to God among the nations they were surrounded by nations it is said something around 22 nations or so all around the nation of Israel they would make God look big in the eyes of the nations around them and did it happen it happened it happened for a while but then they lost it You see Rahab's testimony about the God of Israel. She was a prostitute. 
and she testifies and she says you know this god of israel has been delivering them from egypt he's been doing signs and wonders and miracles he's been with these people and he acknowledges the god of israel and he says to those two spies who came to spy out the land he tells them would you spare me would you spare my family while you you know come and destroy our nation and he knows that the people of israel you know is uh, having their god fighting for them and in no time it's only a matter of time they're going to come and take over the you know nation of um, uh, jericho the city of jericho and so they knew very well that this is going to happen rahab was even though she lived a sinful life she knew that this god of israel is like no other god hallelujah you and i by our lives will be able to make look make god look big in the eyes of people you and i have the potential of making god look great in the eyes of people by the good fruit that comes out by the way god deals with us by the way god does things in our lives and for us what good did naomi have for ruth to cling on to her a ruth a moabite woman what good did she find in naomi where naomi had lost her two sons that is ruth's husband she her own, she became a young widow and not only that her naomi's husband also had died the father in law had died the brother in law had died and so what did this you know young woman find in this old lady while well, this old woman was also very discouraged she says when i came to moab i went full but now when i come back to bethlehem i'm coming empty her life has become bitter but now ruth testifies and says you know your people will be my people your god will be my god hallelujah even in the midst of such chaos and tragedy and pain and suffering both in the life of naomi and in the life of ruth there was still god visible to the eyes of ruth hallelujah even through your pain even through your suffering even through your loss even through the tragedies of our lives god's name will still be glorified hallelujah God's name will still be glorified. Where men and women like Ruth will say, I want to cling on to you. And you might wonder, looking at your own life, what good is with me? What good is in me? What good is in our family? What good is in our home that we can actually glorify God? That people will see us and turn to Christ. In that what way can we make him known? but even through all that has happened even through all the loss even through all that has tragedies that have happened god is still able to make people to come to him hallelujah even through our shaky faith like naomi had it was hard for her to trust god and she wanted to get ruth going with her life go ahead you have a life to live i'm not going to have children now and you're not going to be waiting for them to grow up and then get married some day get a life ruth 
move on in life but no ruth said i want your god to be my god your people to be my people hallelujah the gospel of christ the power of god the god of israel is true and real and he makes himself known to people even through the difficulties and the painful circumstances of our lives but would you bind yourself to him would you live out the life of repentance would you produce fruit in keeping with repentance would you bind yourself like a belt around him and hold on to him cling on to him and you will see you will glorify his name like rahab and ruth both pagan women heathen women who acknowledged and honored the god of israel who were willing to follow the god of israel even you see as uh, paul and his apostolic team went around place to place preaching the gospel in many places they came in lystra and derbe and many of those places where they did signs and wonders and miracles and and the and god demonstrated his mighty power through them you know what happened some of them came the local people came and put garlands on these servants of god and they began to worship them saying the gods have come among us last evening as we were on a cab driving from the outskirts of mumbai mad island towards the airport on a cab and one of the pastors with us on the cab began to talk to the driver and he was speaking in hindi and i don't understand hindi but i could make out a little bit having been hearing the language couple of days uh, i could kind of uh, feel it although i didn't understand specific words um initially he was on a conversation about getting to know the driver just engaging in a casual conversation where he is where he lives what is this location about and so the driver was explaining oh this is all the bollywood stars all live here along the coast and this and that he was talking about the properties and land value and general conversation and then slowly this pastor who is talking to him shifted gears and moved into the gospel and i sensed that change happen and when i felt that he was now beginning to share the gospel the driver as he was driving and until then he was looking the front and driving and he was in this conversation but the moment he began to talk about christ he immediately began to turn and i saw such a strong uh, sense of um, uh, concentration and you this man was simply captivated by the words and the thoughts and everything that he was saying and half the time he was looking at him and driving i was scared hope he doesn't ram into something and we get delayed to the airport <laughs> and every other second he was looking at this pastor and hearing him as long as he was just talking about general things he was looking front and driving but the moment the conversation shifted about the gospel he was captivated with those truths that he was hearing and with every sentence that the pastor was speaking he was repeating the last few words he was acknowledging whatever he was saying and repeating the last few words you know and in that probably one and a half hour drive he shared the gospel and asked him if he was willing to accept christ and the, and he said yes 
and led him in a prayer of repentance as the man was driving he was also praying hallelujah who said people in north india don't receive the gospel west india <laughs> amen people are receptive to the gospel he has needs he's struggling in his life he's in this job he was in a business and he had to shut that down he went on a loss and he came into this driving profession and he's on the road day and night and you know traffic in mumbai takes hours and hours for going from one place to another doing this hard work but what a ray of hope it was for him to receive the gospel and he accepted christ instantaneously and and he was literally bowing down to all of us as we you know hopped out of the car and we of course gave him some extra money and all that to you know encourage him and i've got his address and i said we will send a hindi bible and a jesus film dvd and we will courier it to him we're going to be connecting him to some pastors there in that area hallelujah you see how the gospel is so powerful it is so captivating for a driver who's so casual in a conversation but gets so captivated and the most exciting thing for me was to see the way he was captivated by as he was hearing the gospel that was the most exciting thing for me how the gospel has such power hallelujah romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says i am not ashamed of the gospel because it has a power of salvation to those who believe hallelujah it has the power to save how well you and i can be giving the gospel how well we can be making jesus known to the people of this nation how well we can be making people known to people who work around us in our offices how well we can make jesus known to the people who are around us in our neighborhoods so that his name will be glorified that many will acknowledge him that many will sing his praise hallelujah jesus said and that's why when john 15 you see jesus is saying israel failed to be the true wine and so jesus is saying saying to the people of israel in john 15 i am the true wine israel you were called to be the wine but because you failed i am the true wine because israel failed and then you also see 800 years before that in isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1 a shoot will come up from the stump of jesse from his roots a branch will bear fruit talking about jesus the branch you see in the english bible the word branch will have the capital letter b pointing to jesus a shoot will come up from the stump of jesse because this wood did not produce the fruit the fruit of the vine but there's a new shoot that's coming up which is jesus himself who is the branch who will bear fruit and if you don't abide in me jesus says you can't bear fruit without me you can do nothing in john 15 and verse 8 by this father my by this by bearing fruit my father is glorified this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples hallelujah now jesus is the true vine and everyone who calls upon his name is saved and everyone who binds himself or herself to him will also begin to bear much fruit and by that we will show that we are his disciples in john 17 and verse 4 the 
I have brought you glory on earth, Jesus says to the Father. I have brought you glory on earth, 17.4, by finishing the work you gave me to do. There's a work that God has called every one of us to do. There's a work that he wants, he has assigned for everybody. There's a set of talents that he has given for each one. To some he gave five, to some he gave two, to some he gave one. According to the sovereign you know, wisdom, he gives to each one. To whoever much is given, much is required. What are you doing with all that God has deposited in your life? What are you doing with the wisdom, with the knowledge, with the understanding, with the talents, with the abilities, the skills? The exposure that you had, the experiences of life. What are we doing? Are we bearing much fruit? May we bind ourselves to Jesus more and more that we will bear much fruit and finish the work. And when we finish the work that God has assigned for each one, we will say, I have glorified your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus was able to finish well and say, I have glorified your name by finishing the work. Hallelujah. You bring glory. By living a transformed life. You bring glory by living with a, a posture of repentance. You bring glory when people see your life and glorify the Father in heaven. When they see your good works, they glorify the Father. You bring glory when you finish the work that he has assigned for each one. The chief end of man is to glorify him and then enjoy him. And enjoy him forever. We enjoy him as we are on this earth. We will continue to enjoy him eternally. While we cross from this side of this world into eternity. The chief end of man is to glorify him. And to enjoy him forever. God is most glorified when we are satisfied in him. Not by our works our own works, but he will do his works through us. God will do his works through us. Hallelujah. God wants you to glorify him and do the task that he has assigned for each one to do. You are an exceptional person. Realize this morning that you are an exceptional person. You are not like the wood of the trees of the forest, but you are like the wood of the vine. Exceptional, unique. That's the speciality of the uncommon. And you have an uncommon purpose. And that is to glorify him. To know him and to make him known. By which we glorify his name. He has an expectation. Let's not be like the people of Israel who failed to bear fruit. But let's be like the disciples who did bear much fruit. After Jesus ascended back into heaven, you see the Holy Spirit comes and you see that they go out and be witnesses for him. They live out a witnessing life before the watching world and are witnesses for Christ. Maybe glorify him.